Hello, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and guys, it's been a while. It's been a while, and I'm very excited to be back. This is so fun. Today we are going to be chatting about Taylor Swift. We're gonna be chatting about the whole Chrissy Teigen mess. We're gonna be chatting about Nick Cannon and the fact that he's fathered four children in the last year. And um, we're also just gonna bring some things to your attention. There's uh, something going on in Hawaii with uh, influencers having pregnancy packs that we're gonna talk about. There's a cool TikTok trend that's, you know, making me laugh, want you all to know about it, and just a couple of recommendations for things you should watch. My co-host today is Amy Van Buren. She is my sister and she is an angel, and we're gonna have so much fun. Okay, stay tuned. Hello, okay, real quick, I just must put out this disclaimer really fast. Um, I'm a little rusty. I found while recording and editing this episode that I'm a little rusty. Kind of forgot how the uh, editing process works. I'm a little out of practice, you know. So don't expect the transitions to be very smooth. Um, And due to the poor audio quality today, I'm going to not put ads on or anything. This is just going to be a reintroduction for all of us. We're all just going to chill and uh, figure it out together. But with that said, let's get on with the show. This is very exciting for me. I'm feeling oddly nervous, although I shouldn't be, but I am. And maybe it's because I only live and breathe to impress my sister, Amy. My sister, Amy Van Buren, is our co-host today. Um, And luckily, she doesn't really know anything about what we're talking about. So it's probably going to be me talking and then her hopefully being like, wow, Mary, great insights. You're so smart. And then hopefully that's what you guys are thinking at uh, home. Or in the car, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, but Amy, hello. Say hello. Hey, fans. Missed you. Do you think um, that everybody was waiting for your comeback? 100%. I, I think everyone was. Yeah, I know. It was a really good T-Swift episode. I brought a lot to the table. I think you definitely were on here since the T-Swift one, because there have been many times, like oh. tonight, where I'm missing a host, and I've roped you in to do, like, Bachelor stuff. Roped me in, or you just put me on the back burner, and you only use me when you need me. Just kidding. I'm honored to be here, regardless. Thank you, and I'm grateful that you're just all reliable and always willing to help. Um, we do have a lot to chat about today on the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Good, because I just want to chat. Thank you. And good, because now I can use the name um, of the podcast and as a verb. We're here chatting. But we do have a lot to chat about. Starting off with Taylor Swift and her Red announcement. Amy, how are you feeling? Red is going to be the next Taylor Swift re-record that we get. I feel good about it. I freaking love Red. How do you feel about it coming out in November? I feel sad how long it's going to take, but I feel happy because I always listen to Red in the fall. Every fall, we text each other and say, like, it's about that time. Time to um, listen to Red again. Like, I definitely listen to it year-round, but there is something that hits different about it in the fall. Mm -hmm. That is true. It's the soundtrack to fall. And I'm very excited, too. I'm very confused about the rollout. I feel like I have more questions than answers. But here's the deal. Here's what I'm thinking. True Swifties know that back in April, I would say that like the Swifty community got a little unhinged thinking that there was a third sister album to Folklore and Evermore. I still think that. Amy still thinks it. Sorry. But I'd say that we were a little unhinged, but really the clues were there. It was not crazy 
like a lot of times I think people when when they think that things are Easter eggs, I think that's kind of a reach for the sky. That's it's not sometimes things are just what they seem, you know, but Taylor Swift has made a brand out of Easter eggs and there were a lot of them. There were a lot of them. They were all pointing to an April 30th surprise album. I will never, ever, ever sleep peacefully until I know. Nor will I, I won't (laughs) forgive her, first of all. And second of all, I won't forgive her for not releasing five albums in one year. First of all, that's, you know, lazy, lazy Taylor. Rude AF. Um, But no, I won't know a moment of peace. I will not sleep peacefully until I know why there was a clock in the Cowboy Like Me video that was pointed to 4.30 on top of three books that pointed to it being a third album. I'll never know a moment's peace. um, 4.30, 2022. Oh, like next year. Yeah. Since we've lost the year 2020... It still has not clicked in my mind that it's 2021 and I like I hear 2021 and I go like, oh, that's in the future, but it's it's not anyway. So we all went a little crazy thinking that there was something on April 30th. I might have went a little crazy and I was a little frustrated with this random stranger Taylor Swift that I've never met before. And I felt like she really owed the fan community some closure to like she knew that these fan theories were coming out. It was the number one trending topic on Twitter when it was supposed to come out April 30th and then she like Instagram storied something that had nothing to do with anything it was like a shout out to a random band and I was just frustrated because I was like she should have called off the dogs she should have told everyone hey this isn't happening does she ever do that no and I think she should I think if you make your brand into well she she did this with the red I'll get to that in a second but or at least I think she did I'll get to in a second but she made a brand out of I hide Easter eggs. I go on Stephen Colbert and I show a poster board of 1989 uh, Easter eggs and all this stuff. And, and there's hidden meanings to everything and you need to dig. And then when people dig and it becomes like such a big deal, it would have been so easy for her to just go on and be like, there's no third album, guys, but you're so creative or something. Anyway, so it was very anticipated that 1989 was going to be her next re-record released. And... There were Easter eggs galore. She went on the Stephen Colbert show, like I mentioned, with all these 1989 Easter eggs. She's been throwing hints everywhere that 1989 is going to be the next re-record. Everybody thought that it was going to be a summer of um, of 1989. Like, we thought that we were all going to be listening to style, poolside, re-record, and not giving a Scooter Braun a penny of our money by listening to it. But no, we are not... And she made a post this last week saying that Red is going to be her be her next uh, re-record. And I think I'm excited. Definitely. We're getting the 10 minute all too well. That's all I've ever wanted. But I think it was kind of to like call off the dogs like I said earlier. To be like, hey guys. Because she said in there very specifically, the next album that I will be releasing is Red in November. And I still see the Swifty fan community like on TikTok and on like Facebook groups and stuff saying, here's the deal. I think that's like a red herring. And I think um, that we're still getting 1989, the summer album. Guys, I don't think it's happening. The official I just want to chat stance on 1989 summer edition is that it won't happen till summer 
But what if your guest doesn't agree? Then you can leave. Is it, is it the official stance? I don't know. I think anything could happen, but also her, her post was so long that I didn't read it. I read it. <laughs> oh, pun intended. Oh, yes. Thank you for making the... I got you. I need a, a drum sound effect, but I did read it. Didn't really get much from it. Yeah, she needs to chill. Except for the one line that says, the next album that I will be releasing is read in November. So anyway, I think that pretty much means no album until then. But that poses the question, Taylor Swift, what the heck are you doing? I'm so confused by this whole rollout process because why is she re-recording these albums, Amy? One sentence, go. To screw over Scooter Braun, keep her own money? To, to keep money, to make her own money back. She it's, has plenty of money. Yes, I get what but, she's doing, but I think, why are you trying to say, how can she make more money? Why is she being lazy and not making all her money? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm confused by her strategy because in my mind, in any business person's mind, I'm a business person now. Yeah, I don't are. know if you know that. I have a podcast now that I'm taking very seriously. Um, I know. But you have like a big celebrity guest on your first, first show. I'm taking it very seriously by calling I my know. sister and begging her to come over two well, hours before. Expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I gave Amy a Diet Coke for her My troubles. First one. Um, but I'm very confused by her strategy because if she's trying to make money, why is she doing Red Next? Her two biggest money makers are Fearless in 1989. And I would have thought that 1989 is a bigger money maker than, than Fearless because 1989 has, at least like licensing wise, because like, she's not making any money. When you watch Sing, when you watch like some cartoon and they have like Welcome to New York or like Shake It Off, she's not making any money anymore. Scooter is. And those are like the songs that are super um, commercial. So you would think that 1989 would be the most money making, the biggest money maker. Or at least it would be second. And Red, I can't think of. So Red has 22. We are never ever getting back together, and I knew you were trouble. And of course, it has like all too well and like uh, amazing hits, but and treacherous and all that. But like money makers, like things that are going to be in like cartoons, like things that are going to be in the Spirit Two trailer. Um. I, I, Red doesn't really have that, so I'm confused by her strategy, and I just want to end that end by saying Taylor Swift, what the heck are you doing? that's all she's living her best life she wants to release red in the fall let her release red in the fall yes but just so we've heard wildest dreams so we know that a lot maybe of she wants to take a break but like why it's not like she's touring these albums if she has it ready why is she not why actually why is she not just releasing these song by song what she should be doing like i know that she's like doing eras and everything and it's fun to get the new merch i mean like i don't buy the merch but like it's fun to look at the merch and be like whoa like i should buy this 50 dollars sweater um but like i don't do it because i don't need to walk around with taylor swift's face on my body um or maybe i do actually maybe i should but she should i think just record a song put it on spotify and then boom it replaces the other one that's not fun for us as fans. I think if she was releasing something like weekly. Mary, did you listen to Willow, the 90s version or whatever the heck? Just okay, recently I'm not, came out? 
I'm not asking for Elvira mixes of every song. Why is she doing that? I I know we need to change topics soon, but like I just don't understand. Like there's got to be something to making a hundred different versions of it's Willow, right? Well, yeah. Like they say that it's so she's getting more streaming money, but her focus should not be. I'm gonna release six versions of the same song. She's released like six versions now of Willow. And it's like '90s kid remix. Which, Whatever. like, they hardly sound any different from yeah, each other, in my different. humble opinion. And, I mean, in the grand scheme of Taylor Swift songs. Keep re-recording all too well. I don't need to Literally, hear Willow. Everybody would... I want to hear 90s kids screamo, emo, uh, all too well. Everyone would lose their mind if we had... Every single time that there was a drop of a all too well remix, that brings it to a good point. Give us remixes of a song that we all kind of like. I mean, Willow is a fine song. I don't think it's even in my top five on Evermore. I like it. My kids really like it. It's like one of the only ones on Evermore that they like. And I mean, if her target audience are my toddlers, then like that's a great strategy maybe. But yeah, maybe if she's trying to boost up streaming, which is what the strategy is between or by like releasing all these remixes, she should probably switch tactics and do remixes of at least other songs on Evermore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've, but I'm not a world uh, famous uh, superstar musician. So. I hope she hears this podcast. I, I hope take that, that into consideration. I hope that she sure. doesn't. She's gone through so much. She doesn't deserve any of my criticism. Okay, well, then give her a break. You're like, I know, should I, should I delete serious? this podcast? Should I just be like, Taylor, please, one more Willow podcast. Yes. What, one more Willow <laughs> remix, please. Yes. We'll just do a whole Willow podcast at this point on all of the songs. I was thinking like, It'd be fun to do, like, every episode, release, like, 10 of my favorite Taylor Swift songs, as if anybody cares. Like, in descending order, like, starting at, like, the worst, and then throughout the year, go down to the best. But if she keeps making Willow remixes, the first 20, like, the, like, number 220 through 200 are going to be really boring, because it's going to be, like, Willow Elvira remix. Willow What does Elvira mean? I think that's just the name of the DJ. Oh, I don't know. Okay, we're getting a little bit too deep. Anyway, Taylor Swift, what the heck are you doing? Love you still, Taylor. Thank you. So, uh, I'll, let her, I'll let her know. <laughs> I'll tweet her. Hey, it's okay. Amy still loves you. Still got love for you, girl. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is Chrissy Teigen. By all mm-hmm. means. What do you know about the Chrissy Teigen mess? I've been following it. I know pretty much everything. Okay. Unless if something came out today, because I've been very busy today. I don't think so. Here's here's my take. Here's the backstory about the Chrissy Teigen mess. So, and this will just be a quick one minute or hopefully. Chrissy Teigen has been on the internet for a long time. Back in the day, in 2011, she, as many people were, not to defend her, but as many people were, were making fun of Courtney Stodden, the girl who was allegedly 16. And I say allegedly because there's been a lot of, you know, questions about her birth certificate and her age and and also a, a lot of mess surrounding her possible age anyway you shouldn't tell anybody to kill themselves regardless of their age but who is she that's what i've wondered the whole time it's courtney, the only thing i don't know courtney stodden became famous in like 2011 i remember it was like when i was in high school she was a 16 year old girl who married doug hunterson who was an actor who was like 53 and like actor i mean he was in the Green Mile as like a prison guard. He's not like, a, a, he was not a household name. He was like. So how'd they blow up? Just because of the age difference? Yeah, because it looked like the creepiest thing. Like not only was there this weird age difference, they met online. 
Like he was and kind of baited her, like groomed her. And that's what she's admitted now. Like she was like groomed by him via the Internet. She gets to marry him, gets to she gets the privilege of marrying this 53 year old guy. And the thing about her is she looked way older. Yeah. Way older. Again, not to justify anything about Chrissy Teigen. But that's kind of why the story blew up back in the day. So Chrissy Teigen, like many people online, were tweeting horrible things about the whole story. Like, you do not look like you are 30. Or you look like you are 30. You don't look like you're 16. Um, And it was a mess. She tweeted very horrible things and allegedly DM'd her. I don't think that we've seen screenshots of the DMs, but saying, like, you should kill yourself. You should take a dirt nap. Horrible things. Don't say that. And I think Chrissy Teigen knows that she like. I did. I did not even know what take a dirt nap meant until I I kept hearing it over and over. I did not know that either. I had to like look that up on Urban Dictionary. Be like, did that mean to like bury yourself? Like I don't know. Did not know. Was unfamiliar with that cool slang term of take a dirt nap. Right. I'm gonna start using it. Don't, Amy. You're gonna get canceled. Oh no. This whole podcast. Not again. Boycott. I just want to chat. They have the horrible Amy Van Buren on. Is that what the three year break was for? Just kidding. Do you think this was a three-year break? I thought you said that we've been on three-year break. You like the since party. the Taylor Swift. Thing. Oh, okay, never mind. I haven't done it like a year. I was and confused. Half. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't abandon this podcast that long. Anyway, so Chrissy Teigen tweets mean things to her. They come out to them. I'm sorry. She has come out as non-binary, and Courtney Stodden now identifies as they them. Anyway, Chrissy Teigen had said mean things to them and then all that backlash came out a couple weeks ago and then Chrissy Teigen apologized the first apology was kind of weird like because she was like throwing jokes in there didn't really like seem super sincere and then she came out with another apology that I actually thought was really sincere I've been told that I am possibly um, too quick to accept celebrity apologies whenever I read a celebrity apology like whenever someone from The Bachelor like does something racist I'm like okay yeah seems like a fair apology okay I forgive them and then I'll read, like, the discourse about it, and it's like, that's married. Like, they actually didn't say sorry in that whole thing. Like, they just said, like, I've grown from this. I Like, they make it about them. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm a little too quick to accept apologies. But anyway, she does a second public apology. Then the next day, Michael Costello, designer from Project Runway, from Palm Springs, Amy and I's hometown, um he said we he, saw him in town i was like how do you ever recognize this man <laughs> michael costello i love your work <laughs> um he comes out with all these screenshots and i am not a forensic scientist but before the proof even came out i looked at them and i said these don't look real like there's something off about these and he says that chrissy Teigen had bullied him told him to kill himself which would establish a trend of Chrissy Teigen telling people to kill themselves, which is not good, not good, not what you want to see. Um, but he had all these screenshots of saying of Chrissy being like, hey, I saw this thing of you being racist. You should kill yourself. All racists should die. And he's like, I'm not racist. It's fake, whatever. So he releases all those. And then people are like, Chrissy Teigen, unforgivable, horrible troll. How dare you? And then Chrissy Teigen comes out while her lawyers come out a couple days later saying, hey, those screenshots are not real. We don't know what Michael Costello is doing, but nothing about this is real. And there's actual proof like it should have said that she was verified. It didn't say that she was verified. The screenshots didn't line up with the time. Like 
There were inconsistencies about Instagram's layout in all of the screenshots. Anyway, so now it's like this weird, is Michael Costello in the wrong? Which, yes, if he faked screenshots to get in on this Chrissy Teigen thing, then yes, he is in the wrong. But I think I have two takeaways here. Number one. Yes, Chrissy Teigen should learn, grow, etc. What a horrible thing she said to Chris, to Courtney Stodden that long ago. Horrible, horrible. But also, I'm surprised at the timing of this. Because one fact that I don't see anybody bringing up is the fact that Chrissy Teigen lost a child six months ago. Like, she had a stillborn baby. She had to, like, bury that baby. And, like, six months ago... She's, like, getting, like, drugged to hell. And I, I'm just very curious about the timing. Oh, and then there's also this whole other element, too, of Candace Owens, the biggest troll in the world. Like, seeing this thing from Courtney Stodden and being like, see, Chrissy Teigen, who is a liberal and who has, like, said these, like, these things and called people out for years, she's the one that should be called out. So then all Candace Owens fans have, like, really, like, gaslit this whole thing and been like, See, Chrissy Teigen is the devil. And because, like, they all think that she eats babies anyway. Yeah, of course. So there's, I mean, of course. So there's a layer of baby eating to also consider in this uh, whole story. But anyway, so my first takeaway is why now? Why, why this scandal? Could we just give this woman some... Uh, I mean, forgiveness, I think, for sure. Like, I... If I was held accountable for anything that I did in 2011, yikes. I mean, okay, maybe that... I didn't tell anyone to kill themselves when in 2011. When prom queen? But no. That, that didn't happen until 2013, and it oh. was homecoming queen, Amy. Oh, my bad. It was a bigger deal than that. Um, I need to say my takes before I forget them. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I have a bad memory. For one, I do not understand how this day and age a huge celebrity... That they don't have, like, a good PR team. Like, someone who goes through, like, vetting and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Over, in, like, I guess people just keep these tweets in their back po- pocket forever or there's no vetting on people's Twitter. Do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, there is always this thing coming from the camp of people that think that Chrissy Teigen eats babies. People always say, like, Chrissy Teigen has deleted 60,000 tweets. What is she hiding? And, of course, you can find those things. But I do think that, too, with a lot of these scandals, like every time a bachelor person has like with with Taylor Nolan, for example, when she had all these horrible, horrible tweets come out. I'm like, girl, did you or your friends not go through your Twitter and search buzzwords? Here's your I just want to chat tip of the day, everyone. Number one, be a good human and don't say horrible things. But if you did have a Twitter since you know, 2008 when you were a dumb middle schooler. When you before, thought you were really cool. When you thought you were really cool and really funny for making edgy jokes and you weren't, you know, educated on every nuance of race relations in the world um, as a 12-year-old. Just, just take a look at your Twitter real quick and this is how you do it. Go to your search bar on Twitter, type in your username, and I know that this sounds horrible, but hopefully I'm, like, saving your job at some point. And also, hopefully, like, if you're doing this, please, like, commit please, yourself please. to never use this language ever again. And please post them on, I just want to chat, a Facebook yeah, page we, so we, we can roast you. problematic things together. Yeah. No, just go on the search thing and just um, undox yourself. Make yourself undoxable. Just search your name in any 
controversial buzz, buzzword that you could think of and delete it. Do yourself a favor. By deleting it, I think that that's showing that you now, as a formed human, denounce that language and and you're deleting it and it's fine. And it's not going to cause any future hurt to anybody that reads it. So I don't think it's a bad thing to delete horrible things that you've said in the past. As long as you've, like, grown from them. Don't, um, don't go through and, like, clean up your social media if you're, like, still using those words in your real life, you know. If you're an actual racist, get some help. And also, like, let yourself be publicly called out. Anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. The my second, my second oh, take. Yes. Is or was my second take. Remember when not that long ago she's like, I'm getting off Twitter forever. She should have stayed yes. in that space. This is, yeah, that was my second thing. I want Michael Costello to come on and publicly apologize. And then from that moment forward, I want all of them to step away from their computer and just be done for a while. I like whenever I hear, I don't follow really anybody from YouTube. Like, I don't know of any YouTube. I don't know any like YouTubers like that. I definitely don't know any like TikTokers like that. Somehow I'm in like a Facebook group for funny TikTok videos, but it turns always into like TikTok drama and like the TikTok drama people. And I mean, every time there's like a super viral one, like a James Charles fights with somebody, somebody like Jeffree Star. I don't know if that one ever happened, but like, yes, it did. I'll like, I'll glance at those for a second, but I look at how these people handle their drama and I'm like, this is so embarrassing for all of them. All of them just need to log off. Like, goodness help me. If I'm ever, like, out here being like, I have screenshots to prove my drama and show that I'm on the right side of history. Like, I wasn't going to speak up about this, but I have no choice. I need to comment on this. My experience with this one person, please just throw my phone into the ocean. Never let me unplug my router. Get me off the internet. And it's so embarrassing to watch Chrissy Teigen and Michael Costello and all these other celebrities do this in public. Because I'm just thinking the whole time. Like, you have all the money in the world. You have fame. You have success. There's no reason that you should be this bored. There's no reason that you should be this bored. It's so embarrassing. And I'm not saying that she shouldn't have defended herself. I definitely think that Chrissy Teigen was in the right to hop back on and be like, hey, Michael Costello did these fake screenshots. She definitely should have defended herself. But from this moment forward, I'm now commanding them all to log off. Well, like don't all these rich and famous people have people who can run these accounts for them and not get them into trouble? Like, don't they not have time because they're on glamorous vacations? Like, I don't understand how these rich people have time to be on Twitter 24 seven when like they have all the means to have like the best life. But that's where I'm leaving it because I'm so exhausted of that. Chrissy and this random Michael Costello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like tearing so, up my heart. This is going to be a seamless transition. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You think that's exhausting? Imagine being Nick Cannon. Oh, gosh. Poor guy. He's going to be up all night with all those kids. I, I highly, highly, <laughs> highly doubt that Nick Cannon... Will ever change a diaper, ever. I highly doubt that Nick Cannon is... Sleeping in the same house as any of those children. <laughs> Unless he's literally building a compound. <laughs> For those of the for those of you that don't know what we are giggling about yet, it was announced this week that Nick Cannon um, fathered his sixth his sixth child this last week. His sixth child was born this week. He's expecting a seventh next month. How is that possible, Mary? 
how is uh how is he having uh, two children back to back? Not just two children. Next month in July, Nick Cannon will have fathered his fourth child in 2021, within a year. I think that the, one of the children were born in um, December of 2020. So within a calendar year. Is that what a calendar year is? No. A calendar year is just 2021. Correct? That's what I would imagine. I never know if calendar year means the actual like, calendar. The real looking calendar. At that, or if it's like 365 days. Anyway, Nick Cannon has fathered four, four babies in... He did not quarantine. Six, six months. Yes. He did not quarantine. It was announced that he's having his fourth baby or his seventh baby, fourth in one year. And um, there were three different women that are having these babies. He had one daughter in December and her name was. Um, l- let me just make sure that I get this right. Her name was like numero uno. No, and that wouldn't make sense because it would be like the fourth baby. Because don't forget, oh. he did have two children with Mariah Carey. Oh, he did. I was wondering what she's thinking right now. I didn't know yeah. they had kids. And together. I think that those were, were twins. They twins. Okay. I, so now he's just had a second set of twins. Wow. So in December, he had a baby um, named. Drumroll, please. Powerful Queen. Oh yeah, how could I? Which forget? means that her name is Powerful Cannon. There's a girl in the kindergarten class of 2025 named Powerful Cannon. That's rough. And then the other kids' names are... He has a kid named Golden, which is very cute. Moroccan and Monroe with uh, Mariah Carey. Very cute names. And those uh, twins are nine years old. And then... Um, let's see here. The other baby names. The twins that were just... I can't even pronounce it. So there's Zion and Zillion. Zillion Air. Zillion, middle name Air. Zillion, middle name Air, Cannon. Zillion Air Cannon. You're telling me that Cannon is actually his real last name. I don't think that's that abnormal, is it? Do you know any other Cannons? Yes. By by last name, not by first name. Amy, I'm Mormon. There's a lot of them. Really? Yes. Is this a Mormon staple? Like, I've heard it often, I think. Wow, is Nick Cannon Mormon? With all these kids (laughs) and all these wives? I gotta say the best um the best tweet I've seen at least in the month of June was this news story. Um, I'll post it on the I just want to chat page later. This news story that says he, <laughs> that he's trying to build a fan base, which is yeah, I saw that it was funny as the heck. the best um and true. He's yeah. wilding out. Good one. Again, I need the the actual audio noise for that. Um, okay, then just uh, a little segment that I would like to introduce um, called Just Some Things to Think About, Some Things to Keep an Eye On uh, this next week until our next episode. And Amy does not know about these, um, so I'm going to inform her of these two trends. She might know about one of them. But anyway, here is some stuff you should think about this next week. Well, team, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened here. Maybe I could just blame it on the fact that I am, you know, a little been out of the game for a little bit, if you want to um, say it that way. Anyway, I'm here now. And according to my laptop, it's looking like the audio on here is recording a little bit louder than the last clips. So hopefully 
I didn't just blow everybody's ears out. But anyway, somehow the last clips got all messed up. Part of it recorded, part of it didn't. Um, so now I am going to be doing these next segments by myself. My apologies to Amy Van Buren. My apologies to all of you for now having to listen to me just all by my lonesome. And my apologies to uh, myself because now I'm uh, re-recording all these at 11.59 p.m. But I'm happy to do it. I would live and die for this podcast. Anyway, here's some things that you should be, um, you know, spending your time on the internet on, thinking about, or just, you know, giving some brain space to because they're very important. Um, Number one, I think it's about time that me, you, we talked about um, the phenomenon which is the beautiful Hawaiian, they're they're not Hawaiian, they're not, they're definitely not from Hawaii um, originally, the beautiful white Mormon influencer pregnancy packs that have been happening in the state of Hawaii lately. I don't know if you've ever seen these groups of girls, women, mothers, on your social media explore pages but just in case you haven't let me catch you up to speed there is a group of women i'm sure they're all very very nice who all look uh identical to each other 100 percent identical living in hawaii living on oahu and they are all um at least aesthetically interchangeable they look exactly the same they're all beautiful People with um, long, dirty blonde hair, giant, beautiful white teeth. Their husbands look identical. Their children look identical. And they all got pregnant at the same time last time. And now they're all pregnant or just have had their second babies. And they just seem to... It's the most interesting thing in the world. They just seem to be like making content together and what's so interesting there's a couple things that are interesting number one as i've mentioned 40 times already they all look identical if i were to study them for 10 minutes and i have i have um if i were to have studied them for 10 minutes and then someone laid out all their pictures for me and said pair these people up pair the husbands with the wives i would not be able to do it the husbands all have long shades of blonde hair. They all look identical. Their children look identical. And there's just a couple things to note here. I mean, do I know if they're actual pregnancy packs? Probably not. They seem to just be a bunch of like girlfriends that, you know, are in the same phases of life. But uh, it definitely looks that way on Instagram. And they're all very young, and you can tell that they were all very rich from Instagram, which more power to them, but also it's crazy. And I think it's time that I announce my most toxic trait on here. And my most toxic trait, probably by far, is the fact that whenever an influencer announces their baby, the gender of their baby... And it's a boy. A thrill. A, th- a thrill goes through me. A, a energy. A 
boost, a burst of excitement runs through my veins. And I know that's my toxic trait. But you know, you know that these influencers want to have boys, want to have girls so bad. Because girls make more money on Instagram. Baby girls make more money on Instagram. Matching kids' bathing suits. Girl crap. Girl, baby girls make more money on Instagram. And it is my most toxic trait that I get so excited when these perfect influencers do have baby boys um, because you know that they're probably like a little disappointed, which probably sounds mean because it is. But it's just me just, you know, making creative observations. And in this case, it's got to be particularly difficult for them to, uh, you know, cope with this because they're in these little pregnancy packs. And again, don't know if they officially coordinated them, but it just looks like that on Instagram. And they're all having boys and there's only so many variations of the names like Cruz, Otto, what are, what are the other trendy boy names? I haven't had to name a boy for like two years, so I'm out of, I'm out of the loop. You know, Oliver's, those kind of names. There's only so many trendy boy influencer names that you could do. Um, and I hope that I didn't actually call any of their kids by name. I don't know any of their kids' names off the top of my head. And I wouldn't call out a baby. I will say on here, um, infants... Infants will probably be safe on the I Just Want to Chat podcast, but, you know, who who knows? I don't want to make any promises for future Mary because I might just get swept up in the podcasting world. Um, but anyway, it's interesting to watch what they end up naming their kids because trendy boy names are low in supply. And then there's so many of these girls and they're all just seemingly popping out kids once every year and a half. And they're beautiful, blonde baby boys with some variations of some trendy Instagram name. So it's just an interesting thing to watch. And probably the most interesting thing that we have to talk about when we talk about these trendy, um, perfect-looking Hawaiian pregnancy-packed influencers are is the fact that Lana Del Rey seems to be following a, handle, a handful of them. And you heard that correctly, international pop star... Lana Del Rey somehow has these girls on their radar too. So I'm just saying, I'm just here to say that if it's good enough for Lana Del Rey, you should probably give it a little bit of mind space. Just just go investigate around. You'll find it. I'm not going to name any names on here, but just go go scroll around. You'll find it. And there are names in the uh, I Just Want to Chat podcast uh, Facebook group. That sounds like clickbait. Maybe it is. But we've been we've been chatting about them for the last uh, year and a half, so I just wanted to call attention to it here and make sure that we're all on the same page that there's something crazy going on in and around BYU Hawaii on uh, Oahu. And the next thing that I want you guys to all have in your radar is maybe it's already on your radar by the time of recording. But in the last day, there's been a new TikTok trend that has made me laugh to the point of peeing multiple times. And I am, you know, uh, still in the postpartum uh, 
threshold of time. So it is easy for me to pee while I laugh, but there's this TikTok trend. I don't know if any of you have seen the new major motion picture in the Heights yet. Did you guys like it? I liked it. I did like it in the Heights. I in the Heights, in the Heights. Um was it my favorite? No. I did cry three times just during the big dance numbers because I was so emotionally moved and I love musicals. But um it was a good movie. But that brings me to the TikTok trend. There's this TikTok trend using this audio. And let me set the scene for you. This is when uh, Yusnavi and Vanessa are like fighting outside of the club um, after the blackout. During the blackout? The blackout has just begun. Snobby all night, you barely even dance with me. Don't make me laugh, I've been trying all night. You've been shaking your ass for like half of the ice. Real nice. You really give me a chance for all the evening. Do I get another dance? I know what you're thinking, Mary. That is some high-class podcasting that you got going on right there. Holding your phone up to your microphone to play TikTok audio um, of a movie that everyone could just watch on their TV on HBO Go. Um, Anyway, HBO Plus? What's it called? HBO Now? Um, HBO Prime? Anyway, that is a TikTok sound. And the memes. Guys, the memes. It doesn't sound like that audio would be much. But what people are doing with that little clip is revolutionary. I have laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And now I'm just chatting about it here because I feel like the world just needs to know. And it's probably kind of pointless because I'm sure that everybody's For You page will be full of it from the span of what day is today? Monday. Um, until at least from now until at least Thursday until something new comes along. But I just needed everybody to know, know it. Know on, a, on an intimate level um so yeah just search the in the heights tag you will find many of these videos and you will laugh i promise if you don't then uh tell me that i'm stupid all right and last but not least there's just a few more things i just want to throw out there just a couple things to have on your radar um and since this podcast has had no theme or no sense of uh cohesiveness throughout this seems like a good note to end it on as it is not cohesive either. And there's also a good chance that you're hearing my toddler cry in the background, but my husband is helping him, whatever. Anyway, um, this week, I found myself doing a lot of uh, crap around my house. And I always need something to like passively watch. Like if I am doing something that I don't need my eyes or my ears for, um, like washing dishes or like folding laundry, whatever. Maybe I should use my eyes when I do those things, but I don't really need it. Um, anyway, my passive watch of the week recommendation is this YouTube video by this guy named Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden. And I call it a YouTube video because it is, it's, it's, on, it's on YouTube. But it's like 40 minutes long. And it's this guy who is equally as obsessed, or not obsessed, but just interested in Saturday Night Live and the culture surrounding it as I am. And he watched every SNL episode, not every SNL episode, but he watched one episode from every season ever. And there's been like 
45 seasons or something. So he watched a lot of them. And he just kind of like grouped together the culture of SNL and like the trends of SNL and like when it was really good, when it was really bad. Um, And that sounds really boring, but the video was really, really interesting. And I really liked it. And I think it's a perfect pop culture watch um, for any uh, pop culture fan. And it's a perfect kind of thing just to have on in the background when you don't actually like need to give your brain anything. Like it's not like an episode of Succession or something. Like you don't have to watch every minute. It's a good thing to watch. By the way, did anybody finish watching Handmaid's Tale? I probably should have made a segment about it, but whatever. Are we still going to watch it next season? At least she's out of Gilead now. Spoiler alert from the beginning of the season, but at least she's out of Gilead now. But I'm kind of like, all right, whatever. Fred is dead. Another spoiler. Fred is dead now, so that that's good enough closure for me. Um, anyway, and then the last thing I want to recommend is just in case you happen to have not uh, watched it, Everyone here needs to watch uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. My friends that are hopefully listening to this podcast because they're so nice and supportive will be laughing right now because they'll be like, of course, Mary's recommending this. She's been talking about it nonstop for the last two weeks because, yes, I have been talking about it nonstop for the last two weeks and they just uploaded the album on Spotify. And, yes, I keep listening to it in my car. My kids are like, Mary, what's this? They don't call me Mary. They call me mom. Mom, what's this music? Um, anyway, watch Bo Burnham's Inside. It says it's a comedy special, which like technically it is. And technically there are funny parts to it. I don't even really know what to call it. It's not a documentary. It's not a comedy special. It is a special. It's a special show. It's a very special show. Bo Burnham recorded it inside during isolation. There's a lot of discourse online right now about like how much of it is acted, how much of it is, you know, real, whatever. And I'm hoping that it's all acted because it does get very dark, but, uh, it's a good watch. It's very beautiful. He shot it and edited it, edited edited it himself. And, uh, the music is good and it's very thought provoking, very thought provoking. Um, so yeah, that's all I got team. How do you feel? How do you feel like this went? I, I feel like it went fine. I, hope and aspire to be more organized in the future um and get my hosts more on lockdown not that i didn't love and appreciate having amy here it was amazing having amy be the host um but i just feel bad that i sprung it on her last minute uh but i think this went pretty well i'm excited to get back into it i can i be real for a second i'm very excited to do this i've wanted to hop back on the podcast for a very long time but life happened. There was this crazy thing that happened last year. Like everybody had to stay at home, but I was pregnant and I couldn't do anything because my heart sucks um, when I'm pregnant. And I just kind of spent the last year watching other people have great podcasts and consuming their media and being a little bit um, unjustifiably jealous, which is not good. Just because someone else is successful doesn't mean that, you you know, that I shouldn't be happy for them. But it was a personality flaw of mine. And then about a month ago, it kind of hit me. Hey, Mary, instead of being bitter, why don't you just uh, do it too instead of uh, being bitter? So was that was that a little too real? Is it okay that I said all that? My husband just texted me and I think it means, uh, hey, Mary, can you come help your screaming son? Uh, He does not have it. uh, What's it called? on lockdown. Anyway, everybody, thank you for listening to the I Just Want to Chat podcast today. 
I am uh, very grateful that you did. If you want to join us on Facebook, we have a really good Facebook community. It's just search. I just want to chat and the group will come up. Add yourself. I will accept you and it will be a uh, great time. There's a lot of great conversation in there and follow us on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast. And yeah, we will be on next week, every single Tuesday. I'm making the commitment. My son is screaming. I got to go. Love you. Bye.